Welcome to the Warner Brothers Podcast. I'm Kyle, joined as always with my brother Keenan. Keenan, how you doing? We just actually had a mini podcast before we even started recording. So I think we're both ready to go. We we did, and we, we very much did. And uh, it's content that people, we probably will talk about again, like even maybe more in depth. So it's some NBA content that will come around the corner around. Like I'm, I'm excited for, I'm excited for the NBA, but what I'm more excited for is about four and a half hours away. It's this Aubrey Graham guy. He's coming out with an album for all my dogs. I thought it was coming out twice already dogs. and it hasn't, but it's officially oh, sorry, sorry, for all the dogs. And it's, it's it's coming out. What are you like? What are your thoughts? Like, are you now excited? Are you more or less still at the same spot you were before when we talked about it a few weeks back? I think I'm exactly where I was a few weeks as I was, you know, prior to the SZA release, the Slime UL, and then I kind of even got maybe less hype yeah. after that release just because it was to me underwhelming. I think it's a good song, but I was expecting more. Uh, I felt this way around yeah. CLB too. Obviously, him and Kanye were going head to head during that time, so it felt like a little buzz. But I remember around like eleven that night, I really started feeling I'm like this. This could really be a classic. Like this could be Drake's like moment, moment, you know. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about it. That one was kind of underwhelming, and I think he even dropped that around like two a.m. It didn't even drop at midnight, if I remember correctly. Uh, so we've had a couple pump fakes with this album with Drake already, uh, and also there's yeah. a rumor. Who knows if this is true? There's a rumor that Kanye's dropping tonight. There is a rumor that he's dropping a surprise album tonight. I highly doubt it, but it's been floated out there today. Because uh, I guess Dalla, okay. Ty Dollar posted him and Kanye and like deleted everything off his Instagram, but posted some video of him and Kanye. So I don't know. You know, I'll be doing my research during this uh, Commanders and Bears game. You know, that's starting up within an hour, basically. Sleep uh, fast. You haven't mentioned this, Ken, so I'm, I'm maybe I'm breaking the news here. Did you hear 8 a.m. in Charlotte? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, well, there's a time and a place. I did not hear a time and, and a place. Uh-oh. And it's exactly what Don't, it's. Uh, I was kind of hopeful. It's he dropped it around 2:30 a.m. Look, I was on Twitter. I'm always up at night. I just happen to go on Twitter. I see Drake trending, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well. Drake wouldn't be trending for no reason at this time. Let me just give it a look. And sure enough, 8 a, dropped a music video for 8 a.m. in Charlotte. Uh, it's a beat that suits Drake very well. I could see Rick Ross on this beat. I could see Pusha T on this beat. I could see Jay-Z on this beat, if that tells you anything of what to expect. And Drake absolutely floated on it. So that's what I'll tell you. Listen to it at your leisure. <sighs> But yeah, How did, I'm, I'm, I'll probably listen to it when the album comes out. 8 a.m. Ah, man, I was kind of hoping for more of like a. I wanted to be, as I said, I wanted it between 12 a.m. and 5 a.m. I mean, what's, what's the actual? But 8 a.m.'s fine. He that means he's up in the morning. I mean, you know what's up? I was I was gonna say, what is the actual timestamp? Even me, you know what I mean? Like, I all of them are heat for the most part, right? Doesn't even matter what the time is. Oh no! Every, no, everything he puts out that has a time and a day, a time and a place is fire. So like, I was, I'm not actually like upset about it, but I just like 
this is very spec like me speculating very much so it's like if it's that time he's like I feel like he's angry about something. Like I feel like right now it's 8 a.m. I feel like he's probably just waking up. He might be reminiscing or like he might just be like thinking. And so like how he's going, like I think his mindset might just be more thinking. I kind of wanted a more angry mindset. Uh, which I mean, is like 5 a.m. in Toronto, I just feels like angry. Drake, like Drake is like he's just upset. Like at 5 a.m. he's just awake and upset. Drake is talking his talk on this record. I'll just say that. Again, check it out at your leisure. I'll say this, though, Keen. I saw a feature list or the confirmed features that were on for all the dogs about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. And it was obviously mm-hmm. SZA. And then it was Yachty, Yeet, who yep. I believe is a new artist. I couldn't tell you what songs Yeet is on. And then there was two other features. And I remember not being exactly yep. like hype about it. So I did, couldn't really piece. Oh, I think Nikki was one of the features. And I couldn't really piece together what this album was going to sound like. Just Nikki and Bad Bunny. That is what it was. That is what it was. And I yeah, was kind of like, Bad Bunny shocks me. And I was kind of like, Yeah, exactly. You could go either way with Bad Bunny. And then I actually heard a snippet of the Nicki Minaj track because it's produced by Hit Boy. Heard it last night, and it's something completely different from what 8 a.m. in Charlotte sounds like. So I really do not know what to expect. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I was in the vein at one point where I was like, it could be a pure rap album. But again, as I've said many times, I think Her Loss was a pretty, I want to say a gutta project. But, you know, it was it was Drake talking his shit and rapping more than more than maybe on CLB even. Right. And uh, maybe had a little more substance to yep. that album. Certainly more substance than CLB. Right. And then Slime You Well, it's very much an R&B mm-hmm. record. This song with Nicki that I heard just a little bit of. Yep. Sounded pretty upbeat. Sounded more, I want to say popish, but not, again, not like 8 a.m. in Charlotte. And then you add Yeet and Lil Yachty and more, Bad Bunny. More moment for life? No, I would say more style? in the vein of... No, no. Because that one even, I don't know, more like a club record, but not all the way pop either. Not as poppy as moment for life, but... More Drake in his in his melodic bag, you know. Didn't sound didn't sound purely hip hop, right? Okay. Um. So I, in short, can yeah. say I have no idea what to expect. This could even be another CLB where we get, you know, your tried and true Drake records like an 8 a.m. in Charlotte, like a slime you out, I guess, right? Like those are tried and true Drake methods. So I I just don't mm-hmm. know what to expect. I really don't. Yeah. I've been thrown off all over by this and who knows maybe 8 a.m and charlotte's not even on the album what if that's just a lucy that he put out the day of the release who knows i don't know what are your expectations so it's the 10 year anniversary september 24th was the 10 year anniversary of uh nothing was the same which is my drake's favorite drake album i think it's arguably his best even though i think his best like overall might be take care like to the masses he said uh who you checking for now just give it time we'll see who's still around a decade from now so i'm like it's like i mentally i guess everything with like the time it being he's known as october's very own like i'm expecting i'm expecting a lot i'm expecting i don't know what sound i'm expecting anymore because the sounds have thrown me off but what i'm expecting is to walk out after listening to probably an hour and five minutes of Drake and thinking this has been one of his best projects. 
that's what my mindset's on. And now, like, I, before I thought it was going to be a hip-hop-based, like, he's really doing it for all the dogs. But now it's, I'm after obviously thinking search and rescue, slam you out. From what you tell me about A.M. and Charlotte, obviously you get into that Drake pocket, which he's always going to get into, intro, outro. And so I'm thinking it's going to be, I'm thinking very good. And I have to wait until like song three to know because the intro is going to be fire because Drake doesn't disappoint on intros and outros. Like that's the one thing that he doesn't do is disappoint. At least for, for me, he has never disappointed on intros or outros. The only one that he's not rapping on was keep the family close on of views. Other than that, everything's been pretty much him rapping, setting the tone and doing a very good job at it. I do want to point out, especially I do want to point out, you said the same thing prior to CLB and prior to uh, whatever that dance record was. It's not coming to me. Did I, did I, did I I say that he was going to do that before his dance one? It was a surprise drop. And you said, I, if I remember correctly, CLB. If I remember correctly, before the surprise drop, you thought it was gonna be like almost like mixtape Drake. Basically, what we you thought this one was gonna be too, where it was gonna be rapping Drake. Well, yeah, I mean, a surprise drop one, a surprise drop one. That was like, well, I'm, then I heard it. True, it's <laughs> literally as I said. I'm just saying because that was unfortunately in the unfortunate time. I think wasn't that the same day as the unfortunate Demar Hamlin? Wasn't that the same day, or it was the same. All I remember is I was watching a game. Or no, it wasn't watching. It wasn't Mark Hamlin. I was watching a game, realized that it came on, listened to the first two seconds of it, and then I shut it off. That came honestly, out in the summer mind. of last year. Because it was literally, honestly, never minded me. Yeah, it was honestly. summer, so it was, it was it was basketball. It was an important basketball game because I remember it was, I watched it and then I was, or listened to it, and I was like, no, I'm just going to put that on. I think it was may have been actually Boston, Golden State. I think it was actually that serious, but regardless, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm trying to just grasp for Drake to be great. And I have it. I get snippets of Drake being great, but I haven't felt like Drake's been just an overall great. Cause I knew like her loss more than I do. I don't think it's bad by any means, but you like her loss more than I do. I guess I don't think Drake's been overall front to back. Great since, if you're reading this, it's too late. Like, I think Views has a lot of... Views has grown on me more than any other Drake album because I didn't really love it at the time. But how the for the sound it fit, the time it fit, it grew. Um, I liked More Life a lot. Then Scorpion was... I had its moments. Obviously, had a lot of radio hits, but had its moments. Then there was uh, Dark Lame demo tapes. There was a few songs on that that I liked. That was like, overall, that was good. Then it had been CLB was good. Honestly, never mind. Again, as I said, honestly, never mind. That was eh. And then her loss was good. So like, I just, I would guess I'm waiting for great. Because for one of the greatest artists of our generation, I would think I was just waiting for great. Yeah, a few know. things. I mean, I guess when I compare it to like Cole or Kendrick right now, like when, when Cole drops projects, it's just great. When Kendrick drops, it's just great. For like the most part, they don't really miss, especially at this point in time. But you can go on. No, you're right. Especially Cole. Cole seems to be very consistent. Uh, Kendrick's is a little hard to evaluate. Best in the because, game right uh, now, honestly. You could argue. You could definitely argue. He's definitely more consistent. He seems to be more focused on his craft than Drake. I could argue. Uh, and Kendrick, you know, I mean, he took what four to five years in between, whatever it was, to 
to release records. And I mean, you know, regardless of how you feel about his last album, when you put it in totality with his discography, his is pretty hard to beat. You know, you could put that against a lot of people uh, throughout the history of rap, right? Uh, with Drake, again, I don't want to reiterate, but I, yeah. I absolutely loved her loss. Like it still comes up, still comes up for me, right? It would be very hard for him to top that for me. Like mm -hmm. if he topped that, that would be a pretty incredible album for me, right? Because I agree. You know, you mentioned how you feel about views now. I seem to see that a lot among people just talking about it where they said, you know what? I didn't like it at the time, but years later, I'm starting to really love it. Like I appreciate it more. I've seen that, whether it's Drake fans, whether it's just music fans in general, I've seen that sentiment, uh, you know, talked about. But, you know, I like more life. After that, it's been kind of up and down until her loss for me. So, or pretty just, you know, I'll give you guys this and you'll mm -hmm. like it anyway, which is really what happens, you know? So, I don't know what to expect. It would be hard for me to imagine it tops uh, her loss. But we'll see. We will absolutely see. 8 a.m. in Charlotte's a great start. It just does not match up with the other two songs that I've heard that are allegedly on this album, you know, cause you never know. I mean, I would imagine slam you outs on this album, but, and I'm sure it'll go with the flow overall, yeah. but it's just, it's very hard to tell until you see the total package of it all. So who knows, who knows if we're getting 25 track Drake, who knows if we're getting 15 track Drake. I hope it's not too long of an album. Uh, I hope it's not too all over the place. Uh, and I just hope it's a good project. Here's what we do know especially since it's not fucking honestly never mind where it's a dance record we do know that even if it's a whack album that at least three of those tracks will be like you know eight to nine out of ten drake he will give you that he's not gonna miss all of them yeah but yeah i still have no idea but i can't wait we're getting four hours away maybe we'll get a kanye drop in there too who knows mm -hmm. uh maybe some other great music but any you have any other thoughts on that, King? Go ahead. Go ahead. I have go a ahead. question yeah, real yeah. quick. Um, um, so I'll give my thoughts on the rest of Drake, and then I have a question that's music related, but nothing to do with Drake or Kanye. Or kind of Kanye in a sense. Okay. Um so I have uh so with Drake, again, as I I feel like it's going to be something there are going to be at least three songs that I'm going to revisit multiple times. Like it's going to have to mainstay in the play. Like Drake always does that because it's Drake. He's too good of an artist to miss on everything. Like he's just too good. He just can't miss on everything. Already the sounds of it. 8am and Charlotte's going to be in my rotation just because time and place Drake is wherever you need. But so I'm hopeful that it's going to be, a good mixture because I do like Drake singing. I do like melodic Drake. I do like, I like all aspects of him. It's just when he puts it together and doesn't try to reach too much for a certain style for the charts, for the here, there, which he's naturally going to do because it's Drake again. So he's got, he's going to kind of go for his collective, I guess, but whatever, but he does, he can do it naturally. So I wish he just wouldn't reach for it because like, he's naturally already going to be at the top regardless. So I wish he wouldn't reach for it as much. What's the question? But my question, I would say my question is, have you heard anything recently like about a Chance the Rapper drop at all? Like, do you know anything about like, if anything of anything? I don't. I was just curious. 
because I was listening to him the other day and realized I was like, wow, coloring book was really good. I loved acid rap. 10 day was great. The big day was a <laughs> big dud. <laughs> be a witty pun. And I, uh, <laughs> so like, I just, it wasn't great. I don't think I have. I don't think I have. I like, I feel like I have heard something about chance within the last, like, I don't know, few months, but I don't know. I don't mm. know if he's, I can't imagine he's done with music, but he hasn't done any. I feel like he puts out Lucy's like every few, like, like once a year. Right. Like, I feel like he released a couple songs, not too, too long ago. Yeah. Um, he actually put yeah. out a really good two or three or four pack. Not long after that album dropped the big day. Uh, God, mm-hmm. do you remember what was on that? Like, there was a few like actual good records, like not corny sounding, not um, pop sounding. Like, yeah, it was a work workout sixty fifth in Ingleside. Uh, there was the man who has everything. The uh, Wallacam. That's the one I'm thinking of. Like there was I, that was I believe that Wallacam's the one. the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, Wallacam. Those are the ones you're talking about. He had that was like 2019 though, right? Highs and lows with Joey Badass. He, yeah, that was a while ago. Hmm. Um. Highs and lows with Joey Badass. He performed on the BET Awards in 2022. So, like, he's had songs here and there. Like, it's just like, or like, he's, it's weird also, too. Like, he had a song, a bar, a bar about a bar. It was like one minute and 20 seconds. Just him, like, rapping a little bit here and there. Like, it's just, like, the way he's dropping music has been kind of weird. I just wish he would come out with another project. Cause what got me thinking about it was, I listened to uh, No Problem, and then I listened to Sunday Candy, and then it made me think of Ultra Light Beam because he has a line, uh, made Sunday Candy, I'm never going to hell. I met Kanye West, I'm never going to fail. But so it made me listen to Ultra Light Beam and then realized that, like, that was peak chance. Like, that might be, like, that for a feature might be his best verse ever. Like, that's, I wish he would get into that vein again. He almost but. seems like he's out of music. It's crazy because, <laughs> yeah. you know, that Drake 10 year line. Chance was very much popping at the time. Mm-hmm. And even th- three to five years later was still very much relevant. And then now in 2023, couldn't be really less relevant. You know, we know him for dropping the big day and it not really living up, which is kind of fine because, you know, everything he dropped before that was great. You know, he's a great artist, uh, but he doesn't seem that serious about it. He was originally also supposed to have a seven seven track album when Kanye was doing seven track albums for everybody on good music, which I think that would have been great. Uh, but that never came yeah. to light. So who knows? Fire. Who knows? Uh, I would love to see chance get motivated, but it doesn't seem like he can really get into that space. So I don't really know what's coming. And you said you had another question as well. No, that was, that was really it. But like, it was, that was the question basically off of the, but I just don't, I want him to put out music because like, obviously he's a super talented musician. He just missed. And I don't know if like that miss really like put him down like mentally or like, he just doesn't, he seems cause like he, seemed he really has the cable. Cause after he on- seems happy and everything, like he doesn't, you know, he probably just put in a lot of work for that time period. Got his money. Cause he was independent up until I think the big day. I don't really remember. I remember yep. people saying that was his major label debut. Right. So I'm sure I don't know. Yeah, I don't know was. what the contract was, or if he like owes any more albums. But I mean, very well could have just got his money and dipped because 
he seems like he makes music for the joy of it and not so much the money and everything else that comes with it. So, you know, who knows? Uh, again, you know, I mean, at least yeah. he gave us those records. But I mean, who knows? I don't think we've seen the last of him for sure. But whether that's 2023, 2024 and so forth, who knows? Now, I do want to say to that Drake 10 year bar, let's see who's still around. It's very interesting because Travis wasn't all the way popping yet. But you could say I, you could say he was kind of out then still like he wasn't. He was a freshman, right? He and he was a double XL freshman that year, 2013. Uh, I feel like I feel like Nipsey still very much would have been relevant, even at his peak, even. Obviously, Nipsey unfortunately passed. Oh. So we can't say Nipsey, but we can say again, Travis, maybe, depending on how you feel about that. Future for sure. You might even be able to say Nikki for sure. And I guess they kind of go hand in hand because Nikki's, you know, young money as well. The one that's the yeah. one that causes debate. I can give you that double XL class. Before you do. Oh, but Before on, you sorry. do, I just want to say, obviously, Kendrick and Cole are still yep. still going strong. Uh, the one debatable one, though, Definitely. I think he's still here. Others would say no, but he did just drop a record with Rick Ross. By the way, Rick Ross and Meek Mill collab album coming. That should be amazing. I cannot wait for that. But that's the one, Meek. I feel like Meek was very much relevant mm-hmm. up until, I feel like he's been quiet these two years, really probably since the pandemic. I can't remember if he dropped anything during the pandemic. Yeah. But he he dropped championships. And then, yeah, I think his next album came out in 2020, maybe even 2021 after that. Wasn't as well received. And then he's been kind of quiet up until last Friday. So I guess you can still say Meek's... Yeah, expensive pain in 2021. Okay, yeah, 2021. I guess you could say Meek's still around. I don't think he's irrelevant at all, especially if he's got a record coming with Rick Ross, which should do numbers, which should at least you know play well to the ears. I can't imagine that being a flop of an album. So... You still got, you know, anywhere from no, Shaq and Kobe was fire. It's a great record. So, great, 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 great. It's exactly what I want to yeah. hear from those two. But you can say anywhere from five to seven mm-hmm. are still around, which I don't know if that says more or less about the music today. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's interesting. I'll have to, I'd have to look more and see like, who was around in 2003, who was around in 2013 to see like kind of the same, like obviously like J and M uh, Ludacris was still making music and Nas was still, it's always been here. So like, you'd have to see who's more like fab was still, I mean, cause 20, his album came out in 20. I mean, that was actually like big 2014, maybe I, Fab was still relevant I'd have to go through and actually like compare all of the ones. Oh yeah. I was just trying to think of his, um, one white cover, I think it dropped like on New Year's young or OG. Christmas Day. One of the two, like that. I'm trying to think. I think that was twenty. Yeah, young. I think that was 2014. I think that did Sounds pretty about well. Right. But um, so like, so some of the bigger artists, like the Wale, he um his album, um, God, uh, the curse of the curse of the gifted. That was like seventh on the charts. He's not really around anymore you had your one hit wonders like trinidad james was around that time kirko bangs was around his that class time. though like you said your freshman class were- i mean like drake's drake's era like you said like yeah. a wale and like a big sean i would say those two compared to meek yeah to meek meek maybe being the cutoff line uh like they're not relevant and like and like we were saying like nip and maybe a mac miller who knows what mac miller would have done had he still been here i'm sure he still would have been making music 
but even yeah. the other TDE guys who were still like of young course. in the game when Drake was still kind of early. Schoolboy. Like they're kind of, or not even kind of, they're really not as relevant. You know, they don't drop nearly as much. So it is impressive, though, that specifically those no. three, Cole, Kendrick, and Drake are still popping. Drake's still being the biggest, but I think Cole, this isn't crazy to say at mm-hmm. all, I think Cole, without a doubt, has Cole. grown the most and become the most prominent out of the three. You know, like Cole... Cole's been giving us Holy. fire verses well, like every three months, it seems, since the pandemic. At least. Mm-hmm. Came out with that mixtape, no, like everything. At, like. Yeah, at least. Um, and he's hopping on random songs. Hops on like a little Yachty song, a J-Hope song. Hopping on uh, a little Dirk song. Like, all, like he's just on everything, just giving great features. Like we're waiting for his album to come out, but I can... I'm fine being patient for you putting out a project if you're just going to keep giving little here, little there. Like, I don't even need it as frequent as J. Cole's giving it. Like, just a f- few verses here and there. Just let me know that you're, you're trying to keep your pen sharp and stay, like, relevant. Like, the thing about Kendrick, when he left, he left for four and a half years. Just, like, left. And then Family Ties came out. Then the Hillbillies came out with Baby Keem. And then the project came out. It was like... Okay, you just didn't say you didn't. Well, actually, more like three years because the Black Panther soundtrack came out, and that was like January of twenty eighteen. And so after that, it was like three and a half, four years. But so your freshman class that year, if, I'm, if I can remember it all, it was Angel Hayes, Logic, Dizzy Wright, Travis Scott, Action Bronson, Absol, Joey Badass, Schoolboy Q, Kirko Banks, Trinidad James. And I think that's it. I think that was the entire class. So not a ton of relevancy there. So like here and there, you still do, do hear those names for different Travis reasons. Scott. But Travis is really the main one. Like Action and Trinidad. Action's still relevant. Travis Action's still Scott. dropping music, mm-hmm. but he's always been kind of underground. He's not a mainstream rapper, but he's still making music. Trinidad James is on his yeah. sneaker stuff. Uh, Logic's still relevant, but again, like not in the same way. He's probably supposed to be like he's still making music, but his biggest was 2016, right? 2017 was his biggest peak. Yeah, so it's interesting. Then you got Absol, just like Absol had an album obviously come out recently that did pretty well for him, but he's always like Action Bronson, he's always been more of an underground. Like, if you're a real hip hop head, you like Absol, he's a very good lyricist, you could argue. Like one of the best lyricists on TDE when you're just talking pure bars. Obviously, Kendrick's got the whole package. And then Schoolboy Q just tro- still dropping music here and there a little bit, but you don't really hear from him. Uh, Joey Badass would be the other relevant one. Joey Badass dropped an album a year and a half ago. So he'd be the other relevant. Like, it'd be Travis Scott, then probably Joey Badass, then and Logic weirdly, out of, like, weirdly, three, if I we're going say. by 2013 with Drake, weirdly, the one who's still around who – was definitely making music and definitely on a lot of features, but just was nowhere near as popular as Lil Durk, who exploded within the last three years yeah. in a way that he wasn't. And he was around; he was very much around in 2013, just wasn't, you know, to this level, not nearly to this mm-hmm. level. Uh, and Migos. Of course. Migos was like, because Versace was 2014, and like the Migos was just starting off to get of started big, and then obviously they're... Rest in peace, take off. But they've been Quavo still making music, and all still making music. Had takeoff still been here, but you know, all three of them were still just as relevant now as they were nine, ten years ago. Uh, yeah. Again, unfortunate demise of hundred percent takeoff. So like, they'd be another one. Uh, let me ask you this though, Keenan. What? What song? What are your songs of the week? 
what do you got? I know you wanted to kind of introduce this and you caught me at a time actually, Keenan, where I'm not listening to music nearly as much. I've been on my podcast grind at really ever since mm-hmm. the NFL started. I, I, you know, I listened to a lot of NFL during the week, have been listening to more music. So you actually did happen to catch me at a good time. Like this week specifically, I've been listening to more music than I have over the past month. Uh, but wouldn't say it's anything new per se, but I mean, you'll see when I, when I give my three to five songs. So what do you got? What's in your rotation, Keenan? What's catching your ear? Um, What's in your rotation? So I've, so like you, I was trying to just think, I was thinking of some things and like bars and songs of the week was kind of what I was thinking about. And uh, I've been listening to a little less music too, because battle rap has been so prominent and obviously sports have been so prominent. So between listening to sports and then listening to battle after battle, that's been dropping. Mm -hmm. I've been listening to music less, Mm -hmm. but I do have songs here, some new, some a touch older, like a month. But um, so first song I'm going to mention is the secret recipe, Little Yachty, J. Cole. Um, I haven't heard Little Yachty rap like that in ever. Um, not that it wasn't even crazy, but like just he sounded like he wanted to rap. And like he obviously he has his own little way, like lane that he's in. But that I've never heard. I've heard songs like him on Broccoli or like a little bit of his actual music. And then J. Cole just does what J. Cole does best, which he's become the he's become the modern day by modern day, obviously now, but feature killer. Like today's feature like Wayne in like the early two thousands or late two thousands, early two thousand tens was just a feature killer. Like he's become just a feature killer. He just hops on a song, whatever song it is, he takes it over. So J. Cole does it again as expected. And that's really, that's honestly been since 2018 since he was on um, American dream young with Jeezy and Kendrick who didn't rap on the song. But since that verse, that and Bob boat with a uh, Royce, the five, nine, he's been just on a feature tear. Um, That's one, two was Shaq and Kobe. We already mentioned it because of that uh, Rick Ross and Meek project together. I like that song a lot. I would say, as you well know, Meek used to be my favorite rapper that turned into Kendrick, but I'm still a Meek fan. I've always been a Meek fan. He just, his sound, way he raps with passion, aggression, I've, I've always loved that. So that's another song that I really like. Uh, did you want me to go with five or three what, or how many? Whatever you matter? got. Whatever you got. I've only, I've only okay. personally got a list of five or I've six. I've got uh, five here. Got. Yeah, I got five. Um, Shout out Dame. I haven't listened to his song Farewell in full, but Dame's album actually came out a few months ago and it was actually pretty good. So about a month ago had, now. He actually yeah. had some good features on it too. So probably I mean, obviously Yeah. For being an athlete, not that like it's required, obviously he has the money to get the features, but you also have you're not just gonna hop on anyone's song just because as an artist. So he actually got some Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, when speaking of Lil Wayne, uh his song with Lil Wayne, My Daddy's Son, I think Lil Wayne kills that. He's got two. He obviously, Lil Wayne had his little project coming out before the Carter Six. Yeah, two Wayne features on there. Um, it's a good overall project. So if you haven't listened to Dame's project, I would go listen to the whole thing. But I think My Daddy's Son's one of the three best tracks on it, with uh, Wayne with a highlight on that song. But Dame holds his own too. Um, random. Uh, these next two, well, one's random, one's not. This next one's random. It's actually Doja Cat, Paint the Town Red. I actually like that song Doja, quite a you bit. Listen. Doja Cat is somebody who. No, I was yeah. gonna say Doja Go Doja Cat's album is, it's pretty good. What I listened to it, like she was rapping her ass off on it. Like she it, was, 
in the Kendrick vein as far as flow she and knows. like how she's how she kind of animates herself when she's rapping. I really like what I heard. I actually listened to it, skimmed through it when it first came yeah. out. Like I haven't listened listened to it, but I like like all the beat selection. Like I was surprised because she seems more like a pop artist. And the first, I want to mm-hmm. say the first two or three songs, it sounded kind of like Paint the Town Red, where she's kind of like doing the whole scream thing, maybe, you know, just like rapping aggressively. But the other ones are like, you know, shit you'd want to hear from like Nikki in her prime. You know what I mean? Like if you, if Nikki ever gave us something like that, yeah, that was pure yeah, hip hop. She has like a Nikki kind of. But like her beats mm-hmm. impress the hell out. Like it's just not shit I would expect her to be on at all. Uh, I actually can't wait to revisit that. I was from the little I heard, I was very impressed, honestly. Yes. Um, I, I listened to the whole thing. So basically at work, I have a lot of like kind of downtime because like when I'm picking orders, I'm able to have like music in my ear. So I'm able to just walk around and kind of be by myself in my own lane. So when I heard it, uh, yeah, like the songs you're thinking about demons was another track that came out with the demons kind of where she's, she, the chorus, she's kind of yelling a little bit, but otherwise there was, there was a lot of songs on there, like beat choices. And I was like, Oh, she's rapping like with a purpose. Like she's not just rapping to get money. And so like she's rapping with like a true purpose of like I like to do this and I want to do it well and I, I was, was crazy because she I could really sing was. too I like she's got like I left it you know what I mean like, she's got true pop chops like she's got pop appeal she can sing mm-hmm. a little bit so I was extremely just surprised to see that it was a mostly rap album yeah I was like when you think of her I mean paint the town right like on her latest like phase she's like gotten more rap vein but like I mean songs like kiss me more with SZA. Like she's rapping on it, but she's still and like it's uh, the poppy vein, which is fine because obviously it, it's not a bad song at all. It's just just in a more poppy vein. On honestly, her what really made me kind of want to listen to more of it after paint uh, listening to Paint the Town Red, but before that was her feature on Kill Bill. I really like that feature. Like I don't know if you've listened to the remix of Kill Bill, but that feature is really hmm. good. I was kind of like she paints her scenario well, and I was like, okay, I was a little shocked too. Too it's talented. And then, lastly, um, Victoria Monet's latest album, Jaguar Two, that came out about a month and a half ago. Uh, her song Cadillac. That that's another one that's there. I like that whole entire album. Actually, Victoria Monet makes very good music. Well, she's a really good R and B act. Um, She's definitely found her own lane. Obviously, she's helped write for Ariana. I know she was writing hooks and kind of working with Ti like a few like years back, but she has found her own like niche in the R and B, and I think she's been making very good music. So she kind of can she can dance, she can sing, she can write well. So she's kind of a small version of this total package. She's got a real laid back sound. I listened, I skimmed that album through mm-hmm. a few in one of my playlists. I really like the song with Lucky Day uh she's she's definitely talented i like what i heard yeah smoke smoke yeah i like what i heard uh you want to hear my list yeah 100 sure. percent. Uh, i was about to say that's that's mine so you're good i mean you mentioned the secret recipe and i do want to talk about that so lil yachty again he was rapping with a purpose on that on that song and uh mm-hmm. it dropped last friday and the way it's it was already, the way it was presented I was kind of confused because I didn't I didn't necessarily look for it, but I saw the Cole verse and people were like, oh, Cole's rapping. But the only clip they showed was Cole's verse. So I'm like, is it just a snippet? Like, what is it? So I didn't actually listen to it on Friday. And then I 
one I think the last time before me and uh, Tim recorded and you you had it playing and I'm like, oh, it is a full record. So let me, let me go listen to it. Right. And J. Cole did kill it. By the way, Yachty mm-hmm. seems to have become more serious about his music in general. He seems to be like just take a different turn. Like before it was kind of turn up music. Now he seems to be almost in like a Mac Miller bag, like a very artistic sort of wave, which is dope. And then uh, again, like you said, he rapping with a purpose on this record. Cole, who ripped this, ripped this feature. Uh, I feel a few ways about it though, Keenan. I love the beat. I love the verse. Yep. I just, mm-hmm. tell me if I'm wrong here. Does mm-hmm. Cole sound a little offbeat though? Like just a tad, or maybe it's not even that he's offbeat. Is it the levels of the of the beat itself? Like to me, the beat almost sounds like if Cole's rapping out of ten volume, it sounds like the beat's out of six. Like there's something off sonically with that okay. song to me that, okay. I, that confuses so, me. So this, you're right, you're right. And here's the thing: it's been weird because it's happened in two Cole songs now. Both verses he happened to absolutely kill in stick. When last year, when you listen to it, the beat is in your ear. And then when Cole comes on, the beat comes down a little and you know, pray for me. God's got to pray for me. Play and then that. And you're right. Yachty is rapping. The beat is at like, if Yachty's at a 10, the beat's at sitting at an eight where it's supposed to. Then Cole comes in, the beat comes down to like a six. You can hear it. So you're not wrong by that. He's on beat, but the beat just sounds faint. It really does. As like yes, a little really more faint. Does. I don't know why. I don't know if that's like a Cole thing. So like, I don't know if that's like a Cole thing, but like it drops back. Yeah. So I've been listening to that verse like here and there when I can, because I'm like, I love it. But I'm like, I feel like there's more I'm not hearing just because I cannot hear the beat. And it almost gives him an offbeat sound. But regardless, (laughs) he's talking his shit. Regardless, he's flowing. Regardless, he's hungry, which I Mm -hmm. I love. I love that. Like, I'm glad Cole has got to this point because, you know, Keenan talking about 10 years, 10 years ago, I was a J. Cole fan, but... You were around me enough to know I was pretty disappointed in J. J. Cole as a rapper. I thought he was overrated by the masses. That was a born. That was born center. Yeah, and I. That was born center. Yeah, you didn't like born center. I I love born center, but you didn't like it as much. Yeah, everything after 2014, Forest Hills Drive. Like I'm with you with Cole. Before that, I'm like, whatever. You know, I thought he was a good artist. I thought he could have real rapping ability, but I don't think he showed it consistently. After that, Keenan. I'll throw in Kobe and Shaq, but I really haven't listened to it as much as you'd think, given how much of a fan I am of both Meek and Rick Ross. But I haven't listened to it because I almost want to wait for the album. Okay. I do have some other older records, a couple years, that have come up. And I'm like, oh, they're they're just in my rotation. Because again, like I just haven't been playing music as heavy. One being Bedtime Stories, Ray Smurd, always fuck up their name. Featuring the weekend. Okay. That's been heavy in my rotation. Go check it out. That's from their, I think it's a Slim Jimmy. No, not Slim Jimmy. I forget what the fuck the album's called, but it came out probably around 2018. It's their big double disc record. It's like 40 tracks. Great album. Go check it out. Keen, you mentioned Darkling demo tapes. I've been listening to From Florida yeah. with Love. That has been in my rotation lately. I've been fucking with that song heavy. I've actually okay. been listening to that whole project just here and there, just because I like to get ready for said artist that's coming out. Like if it's a Drake project, I'm going to listen to some Drake, some Drake. Maybe I of haven't course. heard same with J Cole. If J Cole's dropping, I'm going to go to 
maybe I'll go check out a born sinner to like see where I'm at with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Refresh my memory. Same <clears throat> with Kendrick, same with any of my favorite artists. So that's on there. What else we got? Yeah. Checkmate, a Jada Kiss disc to 50 Cent. Uh, that came out in probably 05. Mm-hmm. Been listening to that heavy. This last one might surprise you. Her dad playing a song mm-hmm. the other day. Kind of filed it away. Okay, what are we calling? Kind of filed it away. I'm like, you know what? I don't usually like this genre of music, but like, I like the songwriting here. This dude has like a pretty good voice. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, right? <laughs> I go back to minding my own business, yeah. and Dad goes, "Hey, you know who that is?" I'm like, "No." Was that's Morgan Whalen? I'm like, okay, like whatever, whatever, cool. I go about my business. And then later on in the day, this was actually yesterday, find myself on Spotify. I'm like, you know what? Let me just throw on that song. Like it was stuck in my head. I'm like, you know what? Let me just give it my own listen. Keenan, if a slap ain't a slap, man. Uh, let me see what the name of this song is. I want to say it's Beer in My Hand by Morgan Whalen. And then Keenan, to top it off, I don't know. I don't know I if- I uh, last night by him, in fairness. So it's Okay. <laughs> I don't know, like if, like I swear, like your phone like listens to you, because not long after this, I just go on Twitter, and one of the media day questions was like Jimmy Butler talking about his friendship with Morgan Whalen and defending the whole N word fiasco, which that's a whole nother story. But I'm like, okay, like yep. that's weird. And then later I go on YouTube. <clears throat> that's a story. Later I go on YouTube and on my shorts, what pops up? This interview with Lil Dirk talking about Morgan Whalen, how cool him and him are, because they had those like, I think they have like two songs together. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Like I listened yep. to one Morgan Whalen song and now everything wants to like be anyway, that song's a slap. I think it's called Beer and in My everything. Hand. Let me let me check just to make one hundred percent sure. While I got my Spotify up right here. Never thought I would say this shit. He's dad's gonna hear that. Yeah, I born with that. a beer in my hand. I, I, Shit's I, a slap, Keenan. I don't listen to country. I sent this shit to Steven Esteban Ramos yesterday. I was like, hey, and I was like, every five years I come up with a country <laughs> slap. And he's like, hey man, yeehaw. <laughs> but uh yeah man I, I i caught myself listening to that two or three <laughs> yeah. times yesterday i haven't listened to it today but songs of the week that would be on my songs of the week because i've only been listening to about 12 to 15 different tracks and that one stood out and uh yeah dad's gonna hear this and be like oh i'm putting you on the music now huh da, 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 da. um let me see i think that's all i got yeah yeah morgan whalen if you would have told me a year ago i just on this date that a year from now I'd be having Morgan Whalen in my songs of the week, which by the way, Keenan, he's like, he seems to be fucking like country's version of Lil Wayne. Like he seems to be inescapable. Like he seems to be insanely popular, which is insane. Speaking of Lil Durk being on his run, Lil Durk in that interview, he said the reason why he reached out to Morgan Whalen was because Dirk was on an insane run at the time. And he knew he was going to be number one. He dropped, he came in at number two, and Morgan Whalen was ahead of him. So he said he had to hit him up. They became friends after that, da-da-da. Um, so yeah, I don't, maybe it's just one of those things like when like Lil Wayne was insanely popular, like even the people who were country fans, they would hear a Lil Wayne song and be like, hey, you know, he's inescapable. Like you're going to like a Lil Wayne song. Maybe that's fucking Morgan Whalen for white people or for country fans because it, it, No, he... He is inescapable. He put out like a 35 song album in like, 
it wasn't like when we go into 35 song albums we're like oh my god this kind of might be a chore i think everyone went into his like oh my god this is a 35 song album like are you kidding me? Like we got thirty. Hey, Ken, I'm gonna, I'm gonna correct. Guy. I'm gonna correct you <laughs> like only, be, was... only because I had to search for this album. It's actually thirty six. I learned having to look for the song. This song's the intro, by the oh, way. Oh my bad. Um, <laughs> my bad. And hey, if you want some background history, the last country <laughs> song, the last country song I really liked, and I was talking to Steven about this. <laughs> it was probably like five or six, maybe even more years ago. Was a uh, house party by Sam Hunt, and. Me and Steven decided that's like, we decided that's like the equivalent of like a hip hop fan, like in a flow rider song. So it's not even like a real country song, right? Is that, is that correct? You know a little bit more about country than me. Yeah. So like, that's the last one. And then now this one. Yeah, I would, I could agree with that. I could agree with that. I also think flow rider is garbage, but I can agree yeah. with that. He seems that's to be not, not liked me, by though. the country fans. I think flow from the little so I've bad. heard. So yeah, Morgan Whalen, I did not expect to be talking Indeed. about him on this podcast as even as early as like 26 hours ago. But here we are. Yeah, Morgan Whalen, slap is yep. a slap. Born here with a beer are. in my hand. Go check it out, I guess, if you're not familiar. Uh, but yeah, along with J. Cole, along with Yachty, Dude. along with that throwback Drake to 2020, along with that throwback Ray Schmerd featuring The Weeknd from 2018, Bedtime Stories. Go check it out if you want to make a little Warner Brothers podcast playlist. Mm-hmm. You'll have a lot. You'll have Victoria Monet. You'll have... Uh, Cat, you'll have Morgan Whalen, and you'll have Drake Cole and all them. You have a lot. What time are we? Going? So there's Shit. two things I want to say real quick. Game's kicking off here in a little bit. Do we uh, we go? We'll get right into picks here in just a second. Uh, we're not also, missing. It's, it's, I mean, it's Commanders Bears. You know, not we're not missing a ton. No, we're not missing a ton. Um, so, but there's two things that I want to say real quick. One is, um, I love the song choices and that was, that was a very big surprise for me. I was not expecting that. what you call a shock. I, it really was. I was expecting you were listening to like, I thought you were listening to like some like 2000, like eight, like Cardinal official or something like, like something rap random, but not that random. That was, that was, that was unexpected. That was unexpected. That's one. And two, because I've been watching so much battle rap, there is one bar. There's been plenty of bars that are great. There's one bar that I want to say. I'm going to preface it a little bit so you understand a little more. Rum Nitty battling Jazz the Rapper. Jazz the Rapper's name is Magenta. That's all I'm going to preface it with. Rum Nitty Her birth is name Magenta? Alien, literally nicknamed The Alien because birth name is That's Magenta. All right. There's been some fire magenta flips. Um, there's been some fire magenta flips. I'm gonna say one after this too, but his was. Um, hold on. Light up anything close to magenta. A few should do it. Ah, like yeah, fuchsia. Yeah, yeah. But like a few yep. should do it. Like it was, like the way like and how he puts it together and like when he says it like. A few, Romnity, like he's literally an alien. And then the other jazz flip that I'm just thinking about right now was official in jazz back in like 2015. Um, She said, I'm going to spray magenta all over the walls. I'm trying to jazz up the place. Mm. And obviously jazz is jazz the rapper for names of magenta. But like, so just a couple battle rap bars real quick. But like, I've been watching so much battle. There's been so many. I could have honestly like a five hour pod on just battle rap of how crazy it's been over the last like month and a half 
but we can get into these picks. Some involving some if involving uh, these picks. one Bronx legend, Remy Ma. I've seen that pop up in my timeline. Oh yeah. Yeah, so uh easy to block captain. I'm just gonna quickly like two minutes, <clears throat> not even two minutes. Remy easy to block captain left URL, which was Smacks League. And basically it was a big thing. End up going over to Chrome 23, which is Remy's league. She's doing very well with that. And Easy became like one of the faces of Chrome 23. Allegedly, Remy Ma cheated on Papoose with Easy. That is the thing going around. And so you probably saw the battle between Easy and Geechee Gotti. And Geechee Gotti looking at Remy and talking crazy to Remy like, he took an A-verb scheme from 2010, which is one of the most legendary battle rap schemes of all time, or battle rap moments of all time. He took that moment and kind of did his own twist on it, basically talking about, like, you cannot be sleeping with this man. Papoose, this is how you talk to your woman. Like, like that obviously very much preface and well, paraphrase, rather. But, yeah, so that's kind of where it was coming from, and that's why you're seeing Remy because of that. But that battle's fire, by the way. It's Geechee Gotti versus Easy. They ran up a million in like five days. So very good. If you want to listen to it, listen to it. Thank you. I think Geechee was even on the Joe Budden podcast talking about it the other day. It's possible. Um, I think he I think he did the Joe Budden podcast. Like it's been it's been very, very popular. Geechee Geechee was already one of the biggest battle rappers in the world already, and that's just gave him even more popularity and notoriety for good. It was reason. very much on my timeline the following, you know, Monday onward after that battle. Uh, thankfully, I haven't seen much since then, but it was like flooding my timeline for that week there, really. Uh, hope hope all is well with Pat. Yep. Uh, if the rumors are true, hope all is well with Pat Poos because, you know, that none of that shit's cool. But, you know, made Remy a part of the battle, made for a entertaining moment. Who knows? Who knows? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Easy didn't do the greatest job of deflecting that it happened, right? Because he said, because basically it was a rumor that Papoose and Easy got into a fight and like kind of Papoose beat him up, like he had no hand, like Easy had no hands, and then basically he said in the fight, like, like who doesn't matter, whoever fought, like whoever, because I still got the female, and like how he said, like how he summed it up, made it sound like there was something like all legitimate there, and then Easy stirred or Geechee stirred around talking about that situation and how that's not good for him. It just made it even more powerful. So yeah, but watch the battle. If you guys like rap, it's, it's a very good, it's a very good watch. There's a lot of battles I could suggest if you like rap music right now, or if you like rapping, I should say, but yeah, Chicago, Washington. <laughs> you want to get to these picks immediately? Can't wait to watch this. <laughs> I can't. Can't wait to watch this. Uh, what's the spread? Yeah, just get right into it. Don't even need to segue. Just so it's right Bears it. at Commanders. Commanders are favored by six. I have the Commanders winning 25 to 20. Uh, you could tell me this game will go any number of ways, even if the Bears are, like, probably the worst team in the league, if not one of the worst, for sure. Uh, so I have them keeping it close, but I have the Commanders ultimately winning. I think they are the better team, but – these Thursday night games do be weird. Uh, we've actually had a good Thursday night schedule up until now, so I don't know why they got this trash-ass game on there. Uh, I heard someone point out this was also a Thursday night matchup last year, so apparently the NFL badly wanted to run Commander's Bears back. 
So we ended up with this game. Uh, I think we actually get another good Thursday night game next week. Can't really, don't know what it is off the top of my head, but I do think it's better than this game at least. Yeah, last year it was twelve to seven. By the way, just so everyone knows, <laughs> it was a doozy then, and it's gonna. I think it's gonna be twenty two nineteen Washington. That was the final score for real. 12 the Bears, to seven. as I as I thought last. Wow, twelve to seven. Not even kidding. There were there's one touchdown in the third, and then it looks like the Commanders kicked three field goals in the fourth. Yeah, Fields threw one touchdown. Wentz was 12 of 22 for 99 yards. There was two touchdowns in the entire game. What a blast. Hopefully we got a repeat. <laughs> what a fun time. Yeah. Um, I As I thought, last week was the week for them to get a win. Denver's not good. They tried 28 to 7. They were like, you know what? Fields looked better than he ever has. And I mean ever. He ever has. And then... Fumbled the ball away, threw a pick late, let the Broncos come back and win the game. They might not win for the rest of the season. I don't know where to find. I I don't know where a win comes in. Yeah, if it's not tonight, it's not going to be for so a while. We'll find it. If it's not tonight, so who the hell knows? I I I didn't I didn't think we we're going to see a winless team. I really didn't. And I mean, I'm not going to just say they're winless because obviously it's any given Sunday in the NFL. Um, but it's just. Last week was the week, and they played like it. But then again, I, for me, they're a winner. I mean, really, it's going to come down to November 9th, which it doesn't even matter if the Bears win or lose that game. They're playing a Panthers. They win, they get the Panthers pick. They lose, they get the Panthers. It really doesn't matter. I think the matter. Falcons. They're just playing them. They, they do whatever they I want. I think a team like game. the Falcons could be a winnable game for them, but they are like few and far between for sure. Yeah, and the Falcons is the Falcons is the thirty first, so like that's the second last week, and then the Cardinals is the twenty fourth. They've got like a few winnable games here, in my opinion. Like I think they could beat the Raiders, they could beat the Panthers, they could beat the Cardinals. And by the, the Falcons, if this maybe, game was on a Sunday, if Deshaun for some reason is not playing the Browns, yeah. If this game was on a Sunday, actually, no, he I, I don't see him doing shit then, against the Browns even. It would have to be if Deshaun's out. You're right. Yeah, again, I was If this game was on a Sunday, though, I'd pick the Commanders outright without even thinking about it. I mean, it didn't take me much to think about it tonight either because I think the Commanders have a good defense and they got weapons and Howell's at least good enough. The only thing that would hold me up is that it's Thursday night and the Bears are due for a win. But like you said, last Sunday might have been the day for them. So might be a long time before we get the Bears off uh, off the zero wins in the win column. So. I don't know. Yeah. Next, we got the Jaguars. Technically, the Bills are the home team here, which I don't understand. I guess that would just mean choice of jerseys, really. But really, this is a home game for the Jags because they're still in London. They were in London last week. They beat the Falcons, as we know. Uh, The Bills are favored by five and a half. I got the Bills winning 28 to 22. Uh, This is the definition of when we say, like, Oh, I'll take team A versus team B on a neutral field any day. This is the definition of that to me. Uh, the only change here would be that the Jaguars got to stay in London. That would, again, be my only hang-up against, you know, picking against the Bills if you want to pick the Jags. But, you know, even with that, Vegas still makes the Bills, as of today, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I love what I saw out of the Bills last week. I love what I've seen for them basically every moment of the season, aside from that Jets loss. Uh, which was a 
pretty wacky game, I think we all could say. So, yeah, I got the Bills 28-22. Yeah. I think it's going to be a pretty good game. I think it's going to be – I wouldn't be surprised if it's even more high scoring with how the Bills are pretty banged up in their secondary. They lost Tredavious White. Uh, Poyer's banged up. I'm not sure if he's playing. Uh, but I think ultimately – That's unfortunate for I think, them. They need yeah. him. Yeah. I think ultimately the Bills get it done. That's unfortunate. If they were going to lose another game, though, this early in the season, I, it would be this one. But you know what? I think the Bills are the real deal. And uh, similar, Keenan, to the few times the Pats had to go over to London and you'd think it would mess with everything. The good teams, it really doesn't matter. It's whatever field we see you on. Uh, the Jags kind of had a get-right game last week, but, I mean, Ritter played like shit, if we're being honest. It wasn't really much of what the Jags did. Granted, the Jags do have a good defense, but I just think the Bills are much better. So I'm rolling with Buffalo. I got Buffalo 25-21. I think it's going to be lower scoring just because – I could see it being a higher scoring second half than first half. I could think the Jags might get out to an early lead just because they're used, their body's already adjusted. It might take the Bills a little bit to warm themselves up. The Bills very well could put up 35. Like I'm, That's not out of the realm of possibility. I'm just taking the human aspect of traveling, the time difference, the kind of how it feels, like just all the feel of it being a little bit of a – little bit of a hurdle for them, but then they're going to make it over the hurdle. I don't see them losing this game. Like, however it happens, I would be surprised, a little surprised if they lost this game. Not blatantly shocked because the Jags are still a good football team, but I would be surprised if the Bills didn't come out the victor. For sure. For sure. Uh, next, we got the Saints at the Patriots. Patriots open as a point and a half favorite. Now they're a point dog. Wouldn't be surprised if that went to two by Sunday, possibly the way it's moved. Um, It's been a weird week for the Patriots. Obviously, they had their lowest of the lows on Sunday versus Dallas with that huge loss, 35-3. to Still upset Bill Belichick did not go for it on fourth down in Dallas' red zone, I think, on their opening drive on that short fourth and one inside the five. Uh, I feel like they could have made a statement there. Saints should be a winnable game. Yeah. Uh, Derek Carr hasn't really played well against the Pats in my memory. You know, I feel like we've held him in check. The Saints team is obviously one with a lot of potential. They got a great defense. Dennis Allen is their coach, so Bill, Bill Belichick should win that matchup. Again, been a really weird week in New England. Losing Christian Gonzalez for the season, which is especially weird because that seemed to be the more minor injury out of him and Judon. I think it was initially reported that it was like a separated shoulder. Yeah. Then it turns out to be a torn labrum. They go ahead and just make a trade for JC Jackson. I was surprised by that. I thought they were just going to kind of keep it in house because they do have, you know, depth at DB. They really do. Even if they want to move Duggar over the corner, whatever, whatever, they got depth. Yep. Um, the fact that they did get JC Jackson makes me think they really are. I mean, I would hope they're serious about the season, but it, you know, shows me they really do have hope. In Mac, um, look, it's got to be a get-right game for them. If they lose this game, it's just going to be ugly in New England, ugly on the Warner Brothers podcast, ugly in Gillette Stadium. Um, they need this game. I picked them to win 21-17, the Patriots. It's not so much about – I mean, I almost wanted to pick against them, but I don't really have a compelling case for the Saints other than that they're playing slightly better than the Patriots, and I can't even say that. They have better weapons on offense. 
but Carr's not playing particularly well. He's still injured. And the Pats do got to – they got to rebound. I'm sure Max feeling it this week. He probably hasn't felt this much adversity really ever in his life. Belichick has not felt this adversity in quite some yeah. time. They got to get right. They got to get it together. They need this game. 21-17, whatever. I just need the game to come, to go. And just, yeah, because Patriots are stressing me out way more than they should. The only reason why I have the Patriots winning this game is because it's a home game. That's that's really that's what I got. There's nothing. These teams are very similar to me. You've got both very good defenses, both dynamic running backs. I think that the they just have a better receiver. Chris Olave is the best receiver on the field. But otherwise, they're in quarterbacks that are in question with decent offensive lines. Like they're the to me, they're the same team. The only difference between them is the fact that one's in the AFC and one's in the NFC. I've got this game fifteen to eleven. I don't think there's many points in this game at all. All right, that's about that. I think 15, we get a 11. bit more like points I, than that, but I, I agree. I don't think I agree. It's low points. scoring, but I think we get a bit more points than that. I think you know. I think it gets to the twenty-one seventeen range, but fifteen eleven. I hope not. Hey, they beat the Jets fifteen to they ten. Did. They <laughs> did. That was an atrocious game. That was also a bad weather game. I'll say that the weather looks to be okay on Sunday, but you know we'll see. Uh, and next, we have the Panthers at the Lions. Lions are a ten-point favorite. Uh, yeah. I'll say this about the Lions. I mean, that was a smackdown on the Packers. I picked the Packers to win that game last Thursday. Uh, I at least thought, had they lost, it was going to be a close game, a nip and tuck game. The Lions, you heard me say this about C.J. Stroud last week. They looked the part. Uh, Their defense is even playing better than what Mm -hmm. we all thought. Um, I thought one of the more interesting tweets I saw was from Bomani Jones, and I don't think he's necessarily a Lions fan, but, you know, he's a generation ahead of certainly me. You know, I think he's in his early 40s, and he said, he said, I'm 43 years old, and he said that's the best, talking about the first half of that game, he said that's the best half of Lions football I've ever seen in my life. And then, Keenan, there was people responding to it who were Lions fans this is how depressing they are. You know, we talked about poverty franchise a couple weeks ago. This is how depressing it is. People were saying yeah. this is real quotes, and this was not just one person. There was multiple people who said this. They said, yes, either that or the 91 divisional game, first or second half. It doesn't even matter. But they were referencing the 1991 divisional game. Multiple people, not just one. All were, And I think Bomani started off and said, like, oh, that or the 91 Multiple people are like, yeah, it was either that one or the 91 divisional game. I've been a fan all my life. It, It's dark. That's part of the reason why when, like, I say the Pats are stressing me out, but, like, really, like I said last week, like, if we kept Bill on and we really went, like, 7-9, and 9-8 nine, nine and eight every year, like, whatever, you know, get them the record, whatever. Like, they've done enough winning to fulfill me for my life. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, you know, like, it stresses me out, but there's worse things. Yeah. You know, I mean, we got the. Uh, oh yeah, we had we had the wind game against the Bills a few years ago. Like that was that was great. That was one of the highlights of that season. We had Cam Newton for a little bit, but like to hear that the best half of Lions football, even with Barry Sanders, even with Calvin Johnson and Stafford and 
and Dominican Sue. Like they've had pieces on their defense here and there. And for people to say a Thursday night game in week four of the 2023 NFL season or 32 years ago in 1991 playoffs, a divisional round, a single half, it's up to those two with the best football they've ever played. That's one of the most insane things I've ever heard. I'm talking too much. I'll let you go. That, that, Oh, did I even give a score? Oh, what's your, what's 31 your score? To four, <laughs> 31 to 14 lines. <laughs> no, we didn't. 31 to 14 lines. Detroit. <laughs> um, you're not even you're not even wrong. Like, that is crazy. Cause like in my head just barely, I was just trying to think of I'm a Patriots fan. Like, what are some of the best just just thinking, what are some of the best have? And I came up with like seven. Like just instantly seven. Like, not even a thought, just bouncing between years, didn't really matter where, like, just seven of them. Um, but, so, yeah, that must suck. Um, but the the Lions do look the part. Um, Aiden Hutchinson's a problem. He's making that, the he's making the defense actually formidable now for sure. I was going to say, as, obviously, as we were talking last week, kind of the importance and not even last week last pod the importance of an end like just how important it is to get an end on your mm-hmm. roster like obviously it's like a quarterback you want to argue line then end it just it just changes life like once you have that end it makes the cornerback play better the safeties people have to worry about it. you have to shift protection which makes your other linemen even better so having that one special end makes life much better. And it's Aiden Hutchinson showing the way showing that in Detroit right now, that's keeping that demon defense pretty good. They're really good against the run. I think they're the best in the league right now, but I got them 30 to 17 over Carolina. And I, if obviously I want to see them in a couple more bigger games, I think they have some coming up here, but I would, they really have like puncher's chance kind of Super Bowl thoughts. Like to get there after that, like obviously, I think your crop is the 49ers, Dallas Eagles, and then after that, I think if you're in the top four, I think you've got a puncher's chance, and I think they would be the fourth team right now. Yeah, I agree. After that, top three, I think they're next, and you know how they progress will tell us a lot. And injuries, obviously, Uh, you know the Eagles are four and zero, and we'll get to the Eagles. They're four and zero and don't look great. Dallas has kind of looked up and down, even though they in their victories they're dominant. so right now, I think it's far and away the 49ers, mm-hmm. not only the best team in the NFC, but the entire league. Uh, so, yeah, the Lions are right there. And if they keep progressing yeah. or happen to get another piece or just who knows what will happen, yeah, they could they could end up being maybe more than a puncher's chance down the line. But, you know, yeah, they could definitely go at least toe-to-toe with one of these teams here, if not all three. You know, we'll see. It's still early, but very intrigued by their season. I was – Kind of skeptical, but the defense has come around, and Goff is playing lights out. Uh, Goff was one of those people I took umbrage with. He, keep him clean. He can Goff throw. was one of those people I took umbrage with that you had Kyler Murray ahead of him because I thought Goff had a very good season last year. He was one of those people that I thought absolutely him and Kirk Cousins would be have the biggest arguments for top ten, maybe even Geno. And uh, Goff right now is still kind of lighting it up. Like he's playing well. He's got command of the pocket, command of that team. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, the way it progresses, I mean, Goff could low-key be an off or a MVP candidate. We'll see. Again, it's still terribly early, but the Lions look great. They really do. It, uh, I, by the way. To, to be completely honest with you, that's go ahead, not. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go I'll, on, sorry. I'll update after. 
Oh, I was just going to say they have the good thing about the Lions schedule for them is they have good like they have good temperature checks, I'll call them like throughout the year just to see like how how good are we? But they don't have them like back to back to back. Like they play the Bucks next week. It'll be a nice game. But then they play the Ravens mm. in two weeks. But then they get the Raiders, the Chargers, the Bears, Packers. So the Saints, Bears again. So in that middle, they've kind of got like time to fix things against some lesser teams. They have the Broncos, Vikings. Then they end with the Cowboys, and then they have so like they get like a test or even right before the playoffs with the Cowboys. Like okay, is uh, let's see how we are. Because honestly, is with Ravens the Cow- on the road, what's up? Lions on the road at Baltimore. Yep, that'll be a very yep. interesting game. At Baltimore and at Dallas. Huh. Yeah. And late in the season. But that's at Dallas. So it's gonna be interesting because they can if they can stockpile wins, they might be able to get a two seed because you have to think the Eagles and Cowboys are playing twice. Philly plays the 49ers, the 49ers play the Cowboys. So like they might beat up on each other a little bit. And because the Eagles and the 49ers were division winners, they're gonna get the tougher schedule. The Lions could sneak into that too. I mean, the Raiders, Chargers, Bears, Packers, Saints, Bears, Broncos, Vikings. That's eight games. I could easily see them going six and two over that. I agree. Yeah. that Like they might, like the Packers will be a tougher one. The Chargers will be a tougher one. And maybe like one of the Vikings ones possibly just because it's a division opponent. But like they could easily go six and two. They could put themselves at like 11 and three, 10 and like a 11 and three going into the Dallas game. So they could, they could really be playing for a two or even a one seed like sneakily just because of their schedule being light and them being such a good team. Right Those now. Vikings games could be really good games, both being in domes, both being offensive yeah. teams. <laughs> They'll be shootouts. Be, They'll be shootouts. Those could be shootouts. Uh, that kind of reminded me not to get too off topic here, but the Seahawks are kind of stealing wins too. Like, they're another team that could kind of sneak in there, not being the better team, but just like accumulate wins. And then, you know, depending on how it goes against the 49ers, yeah. I don't think they'll get to that and spot. And they have the head-to-head right now yeah. with the Lions. I don't think they'll necessarily get to that spot, but, I mean, they look great against the Giants. <laughs> they look dominant against the Giants, and they're getting Jamal Adams back. Obviously, he only had a few plays and he was out, but, I mean, you know, that impact player on defense, you know, that'll help to some degree. I still can't believe they made that trade for him. I thought that's a lot to give up for a safety. But, I mean, hey, he's back. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, especially, I can't wait to just to see what the league looks yes. like after week six. After the first third of the season. We still have one more week to get there. But things are, I don't want to say starting to take shape, but trends are forming. And then from week six on, like week one mm-hmm. to week six, week six to week 12, it's all going to look completely different. And I don't know. I just love the ebbs and flows of the NFL season. Uh We'll move on, though. Texans at Falcons. The Falcons are point-and-a-half favorite at home. I have the Texans winning 21-18. I have this rule with Desmond Ritter, as well as Zach Wilson, as well as Justin Fields, uh, that if you play a quarterback that's reasonably better than you and that team has a competent defense, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick that opposite team more often than not. So I'm picking the Texans here to win by three in a defensive battle. In Atlanta, CJ Stroud and the Texans. W. This one's a tough one for me. Obviously, 
Bijan's my guy. I like the Falcons. I like the Texans. I do think the Texans get it done, though. I've got this game about 25 to 20 Texans. I Stroud's been the most surprisingly impressive player in the league, I would say, this year. Not the best player, but like no one was expecting him to look this good this fast. I would say he's surprisingly been the him. Honestly, Baker might be up there, too, because I know people really thought the Bucks were going to be terrible, and Baker's been playing really good football. So he's been playing well. The Texans... The Texans look good. The defense has been playing well all season long. And offensively, sometimes it's kind of crazy, too. We think that, like, the receiver or people don't have weapons as much. But once you get a quarterback who really can throw, maybe you see who more of the weapons are. Like, Nico Collins has looked like real, like looked good. No one would have thought about that before. People have been like, ah, he has Nico Collins. But maybe we see after, like, developing, Nico Collins is, like, a a truly good player. He just has Davis Mills and other people throwing to him, so he can't really get him the ball as much. Because, again, even, like, all your high – even your all-football analysts on TV, you can't tell me they're sitting down watching all – the all-22 on Texans games. They're watching Chiefs. They're watching Bengals. They're watching the teams they're going to talk about because why would they watch Texans games? No, but I was to say, like, there are people who are watching the Texans game. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, like, last year's Texans games that like aren't when they're not a relevant team. There, not a lot of people are watching the All Twenty Two and breaking down the real tape on the Texans, unless you're real fans of them or your analysts or certain analysts. So, I do think the Texans are interesting, and they have a shot at the division. They really do. I'm still perplexed at you liking the Falcons more. When they got worse at QB, but you do like Bijan, so that explains it. But uh, they're an interesting. Yeah, no, I, team. B, I I think Bijan is legitimately a difference maker, and I think Jesse Bates is a difference maker for them defensively. I just think that their team's gotten better, personally. I mean, and but you're right, they're. I would feel I'd feel more comfortable with Mariota. I really would. I would feel more comfortable with Taylor Heineke. They should start I mean, Taylor Heineke. I would feel very. I'd feel they should like, absolutely start Taylor Heineke. Any day. He can at least complete passes. Any day. Uh, next, we have the Titans at the Colts. The Colts are a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home. I didn't really know what to do with this game. I ultimately settled on Titans 24-21. Would not be in the least bit surprised with the Colts. The Colts seemed well-coached. The Colts came back in that game last week against the Rams, ended up losing in overtime. But they've shown a lot. Anthony Richardson is fun to watch. He's got a very quick release. Uh he is someone that looks much better than I thought he would. I thought he'd be very raw coming out of college. And he still is, but he's definitely more yeah. than I was expecting. Uh, does not look overwhelmed at the least. This is going to be a big divisional matchup. Both teams are going to be wanting a win. Uh, the Titans have kind of owned the Colts over the past few years. I leaned with the Titans. Wouldn't be surprised. I mean, look, if the Colts come out of this game with a win, I think we really do have to look at them as a playoff team, as a you know at least a wild card team in there. Um, but hey, if the Titans win this game, this is a huge win for them, and you know we don't have to start taking them seriously as a contender. I wouldn't say, but we have to start looking at them for that division. I would say for sure. Uh, and yeah, I mean that that AFC South in general is all over the place. It's chaotic. It's way more chaotic than we thought. Uh, to me, actually, this is the division that I thought the AFC North was going to be, but it looks like it's going to be the South with the Jags starting off slow. 
with Stroud being better than expected, with the Colts as a whole being better than expected, and the Titans with Tannehill being their question mark, but showing he's still able to do it here and there. Uh, I think it's going to be an absolutely chaotic end of the season in the AFC South, and I can't wait. Yeah. Um, I have the Colts winning 26-20. Uh, weird fact I just saw. Titans are 0-2 on the road, and the Colts are 0-2 at home. Mm. So they're both – one of them's going to break, so one of them's going to have either a road win or a home win, which is kind of funny to think. But, yeah, the entire division's 2-2. Two and two, And we both think that the Jags are losing. So they're 2-3. and three. The Texans – I we think are both are winning. So they're three and two. And one of these teams are going to be three and two. So two teams are going to be a game better than the Jags. And Houston's gonna have the tiebreaker with them thus far. Like it's not like these games for the Jags coming up are very, very important because it's the NFL, so anything can happen on any given season. And with how these teams are looking they mess around for the next couple weeks and try to get to two and four. It's not going to be easy for them to bounce back. We get two and five, like two and five. There's not going to be easy for them to bounce back, especially with how these teams are playing. But yeah, I got the Colts 26 to 20 right now. I think that it's going to be, a, I think it'll actually be a pretty fun game. I really should do. be a good game. Yeah, absolutely. Good divisional matchup here early in the season. I like it. Speaking of get the Ravens going to Pittsburgh. The Steelers are a four and a half point dog at home. Normally, I would say this is going to be a knockdown, drag out game. It's anyone's game. Doesn't even matter what the line is. But hey, Pickett's looked bad. Pickett's looked awful. The Ravens' offense looks pretty good. Um, I like the swagger that the Ravens are playing with. Like they just they're carrying themselves like a contender. I really like how they're carrying themselves. Again, I think. Uh, I think Kenny Pickett's bad. I think Matt Canada's terrible. All Steelers fans will tell you that. Turns out, according to Tim, he uh, he's possibly, I say possibly, he's possibly got a burner account. Um, but it's pretty like obvious it's him because it's linked to an account that's, let me get this right here. Let me get this. I want to get this correct. It is linked to an email that's addressed mattcanada at steelers.com. Look, if you're going to make a burner, Kevin Durant got caught in his burner that one time because he was, well, not really caught in his burner, but he was on his actual Kevin Durant account and was commenting under something which confirmed that Katie had a burner. Cool. We've seen other people get their burners caught because they check out the linked email and it's like the most fucking obvious thing and it's exactly who you think it is. You know, in the case of, uh, who was it? Who was it linked to the Sixers a few years ago? I think it was Jerry Colangelo and it was like his wife or something. Yes. Like, yeah. They found the wife's email. Like if you're, if you're gonna, yes. if you're gonna make a burner, why don't just make a separate email? That's like generic as hell. That way if people suspect it's you, they can't really call you out on it. If it's a generic email, if it's Matt Canada at Steelers.com, which I hope is like, I hope someone went out of their way to make it. How is like, I hope someone that just made up that email and like, that's not his email. Cause that's embarrassing. If so, uh, that'd be hilarious. Either way, funny to us, but I don't know if I said my score here, but I got Ravens 24, 14. I just have no faith in the Steelers at all. Uh, 
It's going to be weird. I think I think at some point this season, if the Steelers keep losing in the fashion that they are, I think it's going to get ugly in Pittsburgh from the Tomlin side as far as how fans in New England have been with Bill Belichick. And I think I think the I'll outcries. About and, to say the same. and I've heard the Tomlin things for like the last two years, and I think it's been unwarranted. But I think the cries are going to be louder for each Belichick and Tomlin if they keep losing the way they are. Um, and again, I think it's a little, I kind of broke it down on the Pat side last week. You know, they faced some contenders here, but Pickett, say what you want about Mac Jones. Mac Jones has even looked better than Kenny Pickett. That's, that's just true. That's just a fact. Yeah. So yep. that's where I'm lying. Yep. Maybe we'll come in here on Monday and I'll look like a fool because maybe they did exactly what I thought they would do in any other year. And that's grind out a win. It's like 17 to 15 and the Steelers won at home. I don't foresee it though. I really don't. So go ahead. I don't. Neither does say neither do I. I think the same sentiment I said about Bill Belichick for sure. I could you could definitely say there. I mean, a little different though, because I don't feel like like I don't think Bill Bell I think Bill Belichick can retire. Obviously Mike Tom is much younger and coach much less. So like I feel like he might just even need a new start mm-hmm. somewhere. Like he could just get a new start. But like at some point you get like just some point you just need a new face and just a new kind of system in a place. I mean, obviously, if Mike Tomlin still played coach well enough to where he hasn't up to this point needed that. But if the season keeps going the way it does, you might need to have that conversation by week 12. Uh, speaking of, I got Baltimore 27-18. You're right. They're carrying themselves with a supreme swagger right now. And the funny thing about it is they're not even playing mm-hmm. at supreme swagger mm-hmm. Ravens yet. So, like, when they couple the fact when they're playing, like, the peak Ravens with that swagger already, that's going to be a dangerous team that no one's going to see. Yet. So, but I got them 27-18. No, they're not, they're not healthy yet. They've got – they're still working out. They've got a lot of new pieces offensively. Obviously, Zay Flowers, Odell. Obviously, Bateman hasn't played too, too many games. They're running back still. They love – like, their running backs just love to get hurt. Uh, and so, it's going to be – It'll be interesting to see like when they really put it together and their team gets as healthy as it can get what they're going to be like. But I got them 27-18. It's only thing that could change this game would be TJ Watt. If he's a menace, then maybe. But otherwise, it's, it's almost a formality in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's time for Tomlin to go at all. I would say, you know, maybe I'm being unfair to pick it if Canada really is that bad, which he's – He's proven to be bad. Like so, I wonder what they look like without him yeah. as OC. Maybe that changes that, Pickett a little that's bit. Fair. But it's that's also fair. not good when I'm not a fan or think that's Mitch fair. Trubisky's good at all. And I think the Steelers would be better off with Trubisky right now. I really do. Uh, the update I had, I meant to, I meant to update yeah. you in one of the games earlier that we were doing, and I was going to tell you, Keenan, that the Bears are up seven to zero. Update though on that, they're up ten to zero now. So Ooh. double did. We both pick oh, against the Bears. Bears goodness. are up 10-0 in the first. Fields through for a touchdown. It's actually about to go in the second. There's three seconds uh, left in the first. Oh, he's so. he, oh he's eight to twelve too. DJ Moore is four for a buck twenty six and a tut. Yeah, ever wow. since I've turned down, ever <laughs> okay. since I turned down Tim's trade, that would have landed me DJ Moore. He's like gone the fuck off, which I don't, which I don't understand. Like what? <laughs> like all right, <laughs> yeah, that's so Justin random. Fields turns into uh, prime Mike Vick and. You know, DJ Moore all of a sudden becomes a weapon. 
next game though, we got Giants at the Dolphins. Earlier, when I looked, like three hours ago, they the Dolphins were a ten and a half point favorite. I looked right before we got on the podcast; that line had already moved to eleven. Uh, it seems to just keep climbing and climbing. I don't think the Giants can be a talented team at all. Um, I do think they can play with the mid tier teams, even beat the mid tier teams. But any team that's a any sort of playoff team, which technically the Giants are because they made the playoffs last year. But I got them getting absolutely blown down. I mean, you saw what happened against the Seahawks. 24 to 3. I got them losing this week 35 to 14 to the Miami Dolphins. I don't see any world where they can win unless Tua gets injured. And even then, I still don't see it. They got too much talent on that offense. But, uh, yeah, I don't see it. So 35-14, home team. There's a quarterback mismatch. There's a receiving talent mismatch. Both defenses aren't phenomenal. But even defensively, I would still take Vic Fangio over what the Giants have right now. In the way of Brian Dayball's been coaching this year, there's been a coach. There's a coaching mismatch. Mike McDaniel is... Kind of offensive genius territory. Like he's does very like every play that he draws up, they really he does very well with that. It's thirty eight sixteen. I they're coming off of a game where they just got punched in the mouth after putting up record points. I think they come. I think the Dolphins are a real team for real contender, and they're going to show it this week. And they're not going to let up, Mike. They're just not going to let up. I just think they're going to put up points. They might get. They might get close to fifty. I'm gonna. I have thirty-eight, sixteen. They could get close to fifty. Wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, if they can get to Daniel Jones, like the Cowboys did, like the Seahawks did, uh, this game could get uglier than the Cowboys game, given the firepower that they got on offense, given the deep threats they got on offense. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think Dable's coaching coaching that bad. I just think there's just not a lot of talent. I just think there's it's not terrible. There's not a lot of talent there. He doesn't have much to work with. Uh, I mean, they came back in that Arizona game, and Arizona's been no slouch this year. But yeah, I don't think he's necessarily doing a bad job either. I just think they overachieved last year, and now they got a tougher schedule. And what happens? You get smacked by all these teams, I guess. Uh, The next game I have though is Eagles at the Rams. The Rams are a four and a half point underdog. This is one of two games right now that I have blank. One I have a question mark next to, and that'll actually be the next game. But, by the way, this is now the 4 o'clock window, Eagles-Rams. I want to hear – I'm going to defer here. I want to hear what you have before I make my decision. I've got this game 28-25 Eagles. I think ultimately the Eagles are too good of a team, and they're going to find a way to win. Do they have the capabilities of losing this game? Absolutely. The way Stafford's looked, um, they might have Cooper Cup this game. It's, he's still up in the air. Even if they don't, Puka has looked phenomenal so far. Uh, Tutu Atwell has looked good. Um, Kyron Williams has been running the ball really well, and he can receive it out of the backfield too. So like the offense is just flowing, and Sean McVay is really showing how good of an offensive coach he is putting them in situations and making plays. So... And the one problem right now with Philly has been their pass defense. They have not played, they have not defended the pass well, and that's the best thing that the Rams do. So, kind of a bad matchup, in a sense, in that. 
Um, I just think the Eagles are too talented overall to lose. Could they? Yes. Would I be surprised? Honestly, not really. But especially because they're not playing the greatest of football right now. But I got the Eagles 28-25. I just think their talent's a little overwhelming. Yeah, you can throw on the Eagles. We saw that with the Commanders last week. The Eagles are the ugliest 4-0 you will ever see. Mm-hmm. It seems like this would be the week. It really does. The only hang-up that I have with them is that yeah. the Bengals were able to overwhelm their offensive line and give to Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford banged up his hip at the end of the Colts game. Yep. You don't want to see that on an older quarterback, right? Um, and the Eagles have a fantastic defensive line. Mm-hmm. Like, they can overwhelm you. If the Bengals were doing that, ain't no reason why the Eagles can't. That's really the only reason why I would pick the Eagles this game. Otherwise, I think this is ripe for the uh, for the Rams to win it. As I'm saying that, I still don't have a pick. You said 28-25. I do think it's going to be in that vein. Let's say... I don't know. I could... The only way I see the Eagles winning this game is if they get to Stafford, which is what something they could do with the depth at the defensive line. They could do that late in the game, even if they didn't do it the whole game. You know what I mean? So they have the ability to flip the game with their defensive firepower. Yep. I am going to pick the Rams, though. Uh, just seems right. I just Ooh. just seems like the I Eagles like are ripe for a loss. But I said they're the ugliest 4-0 you'll ever see. They very well could be the ugliest 5-0 and we'll ever see. So we'll say you had 28-25. We'll say 32-28 Rams. Definitely on the board. It's definitely on the board. This is another one, Keenan. I got a final score here, but I have a question mark next to it because I did not feel confident in this pick at all. It's, uh, it's the Bengals at the Cardinals. The Cardinals are a three-point home underdog. Um, I still like, there's nothing that inspires me with the Bengals here. Um, I didn't call you out on this last week, Keenan, but you had them scoring 28 points and I was like, fine if you want to have them to win, but how the hell are they? Like, I think it was, I think it was 25. Either way, either way. I I can't even imagine. I just can't imagine until Burrow's healthy. They scored 19 the week before, and they were playing a worse team. I thought that they could – or worse pass defense, I should say, not a worse team. And I thought they could put up six more points. <laughs> that I thought – and I was dead wrong. They put up 22 less than I thought they were going to. So don't get me wrong. I, but I just thought six points in situations where they could have scored more points in that game. They missed a field goal, false starts in, in opportune spots. I thought six points was doable. But I was wrong, and I'll admit it. Before I break this down, Keenan, 17-0. Yep. That's the update, 17-0. Two. Oh. Two passes. Oh, sorry. I thought you were saying that was the score of the game. I was like, you're having the Bengals score zero points? No, 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 no. No. (laughs) Sorry. Nope. The Bears are up 17-0. Fields has two passing touchdowns. I do not know what's going on in this game. Uh Buck. DJ Moore, five for a buck, 37 in two tubs. My Lord. It's like, my Lord. It's, it's really like they heard that I turned down the trade, which might still be on the table. I don't know, but it's like they, they're like, oh, Kyle, no, let's, let's, if it is, I would accept it right let's, now. Let's let Justin Fields, <laughs> let's let Justin Fields it. become Eagles Mike Vick now. Like, let's do it. That's that's what it seems like. Anyway, back to this game, Bengals-Cardinals. Where I'm held up is the Bengals cannot score. Uh, 
we all thought this Cardinals team was going to be legendarily bad this year. They've proved to not be that. They've even proved to be competitive. Uh, Josh Dobbs has looked way better than expected. I still can't really bring myself to just outright have them mm-hmm. win. Uh, they even played with the 49ers last week a bit. Like, they weren't any slouches in that game. If you look at the final score, sure. But Cardinals were pretty competitive for a little bit in that game. I actually, I mean, look, the Bengals for the second time this year, the first one being that Monday night Rams game, they're in a must win. If they lose this game, it could conceivably be over for them. It really could. Their only saving grace, Keenan, is that the Steelers aren't as good as we thought they were going to be. The Steelers probably will be bad. And I don't know what Deshaun's, it looks like the Browns have a bye week. So who knows if Deshaun will be back the game after. If he's able to yep. miss some games, that will be okay for the Bengals. Other than that, it might be a two-team race in the AFC North if the Bengals lose this game. I did pick them to win 18-17, to and I don't know why. I don't know. Like, they need it. And if it was any team other than the Cardinals, I probably would have picked against them, and I'm not even confident. By the time we get to the end of your pick, Keenan, I might have already changed it back. Might have changed it to the Cardinals. But right now, 18-17, I have the Bengals winning. What do you have to say about this matchup? Um, must win. They are. I didn't think the Titans was a must win there, so they're good for them. They're one and zero in must wins. <laughs> one and three on the season, obviously, have played terrible. Obviously, after last week, I guess Burrow feels better now than he ever than he has. So hopefully, that's the case for the Bengals fans and Bengals faithful. I've got an unconfident 20 to 16 Bengals win because I, I guess I picking the Cardinals is just something I can't going Josh Dobbs over Joe Burrow right now, even though he's playing better and it wouldn't actually be the stupid pick. It's just something that I can't do 20 to 16 unconfident. If they lose this game, you easily, you just sit Burrow you let them, you just let them rest. There's no point at that point. If you win this game, then you have the Seahawks next week and then a bye. I think the Seahawks and a bye, or they may have the Seahawks in the game and a bye. But either way, this is a must win. They need to get to two and three. Yeah, they have bye week seven. They need to get to two and three. Yeah. Vi- so this is definitely a game where. Very, very interesting yeah. four o'clock window in general. Because uh, next we got the Jets at the Broncos. The Broncos are two point favorite. I picked the Broncos to win twenty one to fourteen. Zach Wilson played the best football he probably had in a loss that he has his entire career in the NFL. I think he was kind of playing with house money. Broncos is a tough place to play. The Broncos building probably had the worst vibes it possibly could after being blown out by fifty. Then they have a comeback win versus the Bears, which maybe after today will look pretty good, given how they're playing against the Commanders right now. Um, so I just think the Broncos are better. It's it's Zach Wilson. I don't see him putting four quarters of great football or even good football together. I think he reverts back to the Zach Wilson we all know and love. Uh, I think the Broncos, yeah, they look bad right now, but I think we'll find out more about them as the weeks go on. It's still early. It's still the head coach. Russ has looked good enough, right? So 
yeah, I'll take Russ over Zach Wilson any day uh, in the battle of the Wilsons here. Yeah, and actually, this is also the Nat Hackett game. Sean Payton versus Nat Hackett. So we'll see. That could be some sort of low-key entertaining. Again, this is a better 4 o'clock window than last week here with the Bengals in a must-win. Eagles-Rams this is a really good low-key matchup. Jets-Broncos could be a decent game. Again, I got it low scoring, and then the next game we have Chiefs Vikings. Like that's a good four o'clock window in general. But yeah, twenty one fourteen. Go ahead. Yeah, that's a much that much better than last week. I mean, the Ravens, I mean Raiders and Chargers ended up becoming interesting. There was no reason for it to be, but better than last week. All right. Um, I actually have the Jets twenty three twenty one. I think Brees Hall is having a huge day. He is no longer on a snap count, so I think they're going to see Brees, Brees, and more Brees. Um, and I think they, I don't, I don't know. There's something about Zach Wilson that I I don't want to hate. I I was like this way in the draft, and I don't even like think I don't even think he's great. It's just something about him that I don't want to hate. It's just those guys. That I was like I don't want to hate this guy. Like Ryan Tannehill for me don't care for him at all never have i don't know why just never have never thought he was great zach wilson's not good at all but he did outplay patrick mahomes when he he has one thing now on his resume he can say whenever it is he outplayed patrick mahomes in a head-to-head football game regardless if he never does anything else again he can say that to his family but I got 23-21. I don't think this game's going to be much about Zach Wilson. I think that Brees Hall is going to just run roughshod all over Denver. And I think Nat Hackett has something special for Sean Payton. I think this is like when he got the print off of the schedule, he circled this one on his calendar. He's got some he's got something special for Sean. I don't know what, but he's got we're going to see one play when he's going to be like, "Oh wow." He this is something. This is like the best thing he's ever had. He cooked it up. He waited for this week. He probably thought about it week one. He's got something special here for Sean. Yeah, I don't really know what to respond to any of the last two minutes. Really, uh, <laughs> there's something about Zach Wilson that's probably <laughs> that's probably gonna get Robert Solid to lose his job because he seems to keep sticking to him. I just can't get there. Like he, that's that's literally the only good football I've ever seen him play. I'm sure there's other moments he's had somewhere but i mean look i mean there's still this defense is every bit of legit and they're still got the broncos favored uh just like i said last week how bad are the bears for them to be underdogs to the broncos who just got blown out by 50 the jets kind of went toe-to-toe with the chiefs after the chiefs were up 17-0 and they're still a two-point underdog granted this one is broncos at home but that being said, Keenan, even though I do have more faith in Russell Wilson than Zach Wilson, this Broncos team is, you know, who knows. So I would not be surprised at that outcome. But I don't know. I can't see it with Zach Wilson. I just – I will pick against him anytime again. He's facing against a quarterback of some ability. So, yeah, I can't get there with him. But the last of the 4 o'clock window. Um, can I just say yeah, one thing ahead. real quick? I say one thing real quick. Um, so Tim Boyle's backing up Zach Wilson right now. Have do you know how bad Tim Boyle is? I actually heard this the other day, and then I had to look it up myself. You know how bad he was in like everything. I don't know if you ever looked into Tim I have Boyle, it, but why isn't Simeon the backup since they signed him? Is he on like practice squad technically? 
Well, I mean, Simeon's probably the backup now because he was signed. Because he was signed, but like before, I just I never realized this when I'm looking at it. His three year stats at Connecticut: one touchdown to thirteen picks. How did he get drafted in the NFL? Managed to find himself. Um, I don't. I don't know. Was he, he was undrafted? a. I don't even know what pick he was. He might have been. I don't see. I think you may have been undrafted, but found his way on the roster. He's played. He's eight, three touchdowns to eight picks. I don't know how he's on a roster, but he literally was one touchdown to 13 picks at UConn. I don't know how you get on a roster three, or do any three touchdowns he, to eight picks in the NFL, which is, which isn't terrible. NFL, yeah. Like we see that from some spot backups, <laughs> but how did he even get in the NFL? Who has he played for the jets? Who, like who, I, who was I he a backup to prior? No, Backup to prior, it was I think in Green Bay. Okay, he was that a backup. Kind of hold on, just a second. I just he was a backup in Green Bay. He was a backup. Um, hold on. I think it was just Green Bay and maybe Detroit. Yeah, it was. It was the Green Bay, Detroit, Chicago. So he just decided to back up in here. But yeah. Commanders are on the board, All right, by the way. Yeah, we can get on to this KC and Minnesota game. Oh, hey, drop Commanders. Ooh, get blown. Yeah, Chiefs. Oh, buddy. Chiefs at Vikings. Oh. The Vikings are now a three and a half point underdog, and it started at six. So this is moving in the Vikings' direction. I feel similar to this game as I do it's about shocking. the Eagles and the Rams. I feel like the Chiefs are kind of due for a loss, especially with how they played against the Chets. And how they let Zach Wilson play against them. Um, regardless how you feel about the Vikings, this is a very professional, if not elite, offense, especially when it comes to the passing game. Um, I see shootout here, and I'm gonna go with the Vikings. I'm gonna go with the home team. Again, I think the Chiefs are kind of due. We'll say 35 to 30, Vikings. Hmm. Uh, does Justin Jefferson go over two hundo? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't. We'll say one eighty. We'll. I would. I wasn't sure if that was kind of one. I think it could spread around. I was just curious. He's been on a tear yeah, this nah, year. I think he. I think he goes off. You know what I mean? I think you know. I think he'll be a critical part. I don't think it's crazy to say that, but uh, you know, one eighty-five, maybe a touchdown. They got weapons though. Yeah been the silent i mean he's just at this point where he's just so good every single game and year that no one's talked about him he had like three straight 150 yard games and last week was six for 86 and two touchdowns so like he's just he's does gonna be open greatness every week and at this point just no one needs to talk no one needs to talk about him because we already know he's probably he's arguably the best in the game i have kc 30 to 27 in the kind of same way philly in the sense of and like obviously at a different level because i think I think that Philly has more talent than Casey, but I think that just Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey managed to find a way. Kind of like they did last week. I think they just find, end up finding a way. Could they lose this game? Absolutely. This is a game that is – it's a losable game, but I do think Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey find a way to get it done. I mean, I don't know if they so much found a way last week. I mean, they kind of got a – favorable call with that defensive holding on sauce 
I mean, the Jets were doing their job. They even got away with an offensive holding on that same play on that third and 22 with the left tackle. Um, I don't know. Like, Mahomes did definitely make that scramble at the end there. Obviously, he slid at the one-yard line. But I don't know. Jets kind of went toe-to-toe with them. But I see what you're saying. Kelsey played all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Commanders went toe-to-toe with the Eagles, but the Eagles found a way. I think they just they got in the W column. I'm not saying it's going to look great or look. Like, been, they, you made it. I mean, the Eagles last week. You found made it a sound way like it was goddamn Jordan and Pippen find a way. It was like they got a favorable call. No, I. They got a favorable call. At the well, end. no, I said last week they found a way. I think this week Travis Kelsey and Mahomes will find a way. I didn't. Uh, last week Kelsey wasn't even great. Last week, it was like they just they managed just to find a. They just won the game. Like they found a way to. Regardless, favorable call or not, they won up winning the game. This week, I think that Mahomes and Kelsey will be a, will make some plays and be a difference. Last week was different, though. Last week was just a weird week. It was a weird game. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. And then I see a report earlier, not to bring this up, but, I mean, we've talked about it before. I see a report earlier that the NFL called all the major NFL networks, so NBC, Fox, CBS, and ESPN, ABC, and ask them to do free promo on Taylor Swift being at the game, on Taylor Swift's documentary, and ESPN, ABC obliged. I think the other ones turned them down, and that only furthers my uh, theory that this shit is all PR because you can't get much more PR than that. And then the second part of that report was they would like Taylor Swift to be the halftime show performer, and that's after they hired Usher to be the halftime show performer for the Super Bowl. So who the fuck knows what's going to happen there? I thought that was very interesting if, and sickening. But if, if Taylor Swift is the halftime performer, everything that, that it, it's just a publicity. And then I found out the only but reason regardless. I found out the only reason she turned down the halftime show is because it's a Pepsi halftime show and she's a Coke sponsor. That's mm-hmm. so I just don't know. I'm sick of this story Weird. already. But can you okay with us doing Monday night yeah. before we do Sunday night? Because the Sunday night's a could be an NFC championship preview for all we know. Oh, a hundred percent. So it's the Packers at the Raiders. This is a weird line to me. Just because I think the Packers are a better team, but it's Raiders by one. Makes sense, but it's weird to me. Uh I got the Packers winning twenty four to twenty. The Raiders are probably the weirdest team in the entire league to me, who I will week to week not be sure how to bet against them, honestly, because I think they have enough talent to just outright win games. I don't think their defense is great, obviously. Jimmy hasn't he hasn't really looked that great this year, right? Like he's just has made bad decisions, which is something we haven't seen before, is that he's too safe. This year he's making weird decisions. But he still has that ability to where he can be regular Jimmy G and just, yeah. you know, get it to open guys. Again, so there's enough talent there to where they can win. I'm not going to know yeah. how to pick them anyway, week to week, bet against them, all that. But, you know, I got the Packers winning 24 to 20. I think I've picked the Packers to win literally every single game this year, regardless of outcome. Uh, but I do think yeah. the Packers are the better team. You're a Packers guy. I guess so. I guess so. I just... I've liked all their matchups so far, and I picked them almost in this vein too, like early twenties, low twenties type of type of close game. 
But yeah, I got the pack 24 to 20. Who knows what it'll yep. actually be. What do you think? 20 to 17, I've got the Packers winning. I think this game's going to I don't know if Jimmy G plays. That's true we could. I don't know if Devontae Adams plays. I think Adams is going to try to play. I know he has a shoulder thing. I think Adams is going to try to play because obviously he's playing Green Bay and he hasn't played Green Bay yet. So I think he's going to try to play to go obviously play against his old team. But I don't know about Jimmy G. So I've got a 28 to 17. Even if Devontae and Jimmy were back I would, or pl- are playing, I still got the Packers winning at this score. I just think they're a better team. Same score regardless There's of There's really nothing more to it. I just think they have a better roster. I yeah, I think they've got I just think they have a better team. They have a very good pass rush uh and defensively they've been playing pretty well so far. Obviously last week they got beat up, but otherwise they've been playing pretty well this season. So, I I guess I think Green Bay is just a better team. The next this is probably the best matchup of the early season. Cannot wait for this game. Sunday night football. Two legacy teams. It's the Cowboys going to San Francisco to face the Niners. The Niners are a three and a half point favorite. I have the Niners winning by a touchdown, 30 to 23. I think it'll be an entertaining game. I don't think, as of today, as of this moment today, as we're sitting here, I do not think there is a team in football who can beat the Niners. I would have them favored over everybody. Does not mean it's going to be that way once we get to week 12. Week 16, week 18, postseason time. As of today, going into week five, I don't think there's a better team than the Niners. So I got the Niners winning by a touchdown. Very interested to see what Dak and the Cowboys do. Uh, needless to say, it's a statement game for them, more so than the Niners. But I think the I mean, shit, whether it's a true one-touchdown game and it's Dak driving and then throwing a pick or running out of time, we've seen that before, him literally run out of time. Or even if it's a backdoor kind of, you know, it's 30 to 16, they get a late touchdown, they go for an onside kick. Whichever way, I think the Niners kind of dominate this game, honestly, regardless of that final score. So Niners 30 to 23. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be an entertaining watch. It's going to be great. Can't wait. I'm, I can't be more excited for a game this week. Honestly, this is the most exciting game to me this season thus far. I think it's going to live up to being an exciting game. I have it. I had it 24-21. I'm actually going to make it 27-24 San Fran. I think we're going to see a Brock Purdy late drive. I think we're going to see adversity. I think we're going to see Brock Purdy show up, improve late in game. It's going to... There's a lot of there's a lot of aspects to this game. There's so much talent on the field this game. It was the same thing when the Eagles played the 49ers last year. There was just so much Hall of Fame-ish trial style level, just all pro level talent mm-hmm. on the field. And this is another one. You've got CeeDee Lamb, you got Micah Parsons, you got Zach Martin, Tony Pollard's great, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Bosa. Like the coaches, obviously, Mike McCarthy has been Super Bowl champion. Kyle Shanahan's been to a few Super Bowls. One as an OC, one as an actual head coach. So there's just so much talent on the field. 
And I think that this is going to be a game where you might see like other games this week and be like, oh, it's kind of upside. But you're going to see like high class football and be like, okay, this is what peak football looks like. Peak football. And I got it. I think the 49ers are better. What? I was just laughing at peak football. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I got the. You're just gonna see high, high level like football from both sides. Like you don't peak football. Like when, like obviously this is like extreme example, but when go on, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say peak football to me is a fullback dive. But go ahead. (laughs) I'm sure it is. Um, but I think like when we were watching Bills, like we watched Bills Chiefs a few years back. That game was a barn burn. Don't get me wrong, but like that was just too two great teams playing football chiefs patriots regular season two great teams playing football i thought what i thought last year the nfc championship game was going to be but then brock purdy went down was just two phenomenal teams playing football at the highest level and obviously the cowboys had one dud the 49ers have had zero but there's teams that are still playing pretty high class football right now i think it's going to be a great game i've got the 49ers 27 24 and Brock Purdy for MVP media chance start. No, I, I don't go MVP week five, but Eric's going to start. Interesting. You don't think it'll be McCaffrey MVP given the season that he's had? Um, so here's the thing. I think, so I think there's going to be two debates. I think the debate will be because I believe Brock Purdy will be big late and we love fourth quarter clutch time more than anything in sports. I think that's now going to be like, does Brock Purdy belong in the MVP conversation? And then people are going to be like, well, is he even the MVP on his own team? Because it's Christian McCaffrey guy. So I think there'll be like, is Brock Purdy or Christian McCaffrey and is Brock Purdy in the conversation? So if you want my Monday morning headline, that would be it. Interesting. Okay. Brock Purdy MVP conversation. All right. Well, this this was the Warner Brothers podcast. Yeah. Bears Commanders is trending towards halftime. Let me check. Last time I looked, it was like four minutes left in the half. So maybe now it's at the two minute warning. Let me give you the update. Even though by the time they check this, so really I'm just updating this for Keenan. Really. Yeah. I'll tell you the score. Oh, it looks like it's twenty to three. Bears have the ball. Wow. 219 left wow that's i would not have guessed that thursday night games man you just never know i guess not Uh, at all so listen we will be back on monday reviewing the week five games previewing the monday night game reviewing for all the dogs that'll be dropping in less than three hours if it actually drops at midnight so we've got a jam-packed weekend whether it's music whether it's football nba training camp I cannot wait to talk NBA in a couple of weeks, which is something I was not saying to exactly two weeks ago. Now, two weeks after that, a couple yeah, of weeks ago, literally two <laughs> weeks ago, I was saying I could not. I'm like, I don't even want to talk about the NBA. I do want to talk about Jimmy Butler uh, trolling media day once again. Uh, I've seen people take that way too seriously. I mean, last year he comes in looking like. Coming, yeah, I know. comes in looking like a black surfer dude or some shit with his dreads and his, his fucking soul patch. And uh, <laughs> they had to use that as his media picture all year. 
until they switched it. I think some some uh, media outlets switched it to like a, his 2K picture, which is funny because you could just use his like 2021 yeah. or 22 picture, right? They could have used any other headshot, yeah, but picture. they used his 2K headshot yeah. or they used the dreadhead headshot. Now we're going to have emo Jimmy headshot. Best part about it is, Keenan, every time they showed the dread one last year, like I'd already forgotten about it. You know what I mean? Like we'd all seen it. We've all seen it a million times. But every time I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. And I would laugh every single time that's going to happen to me with this emo one. So I can't wait for yeah. it to be like April watching some critical Saturday night game, maybe heat bucks or something like that. And they're going to show like star comparison, Giannis versus Jimmy Butler. And we're going to see Jimmy Butler up there looking like panic at the disco, looking like by chemical romance type of fan, looking like fallout boy. They was calling him Fallout boy. Yeah, looking, looking like a Paramore fan. Jimmy Butler, man. You just never know with him. He's an elite troll. And uh, I don't think we would have thought that when he was a Chicago Bull. We definitely saw, like, he's definitely, like, one of the funnier players. No, like, he just is always all. talking shit and just saying dumb shit. But he's taken it to new levels since he got to Miami. Uh, I mean, that between that and the trades Hello. and Keenan, I saw this was the most embarrassing. I've seen a lot of embarrassing things on Twitter. But someone actually tweeted, I hope they're being sarcastic, but. They weren't, I don't think. They tweeted, Ben Simmons just made 10 free throws in a row with a flame. I'm like, any high school player in America can make 10 free throws in a row. So I hope they're being... I've made 10 free throws in a row. You've made 10 free throws in a row. It's not a difficult thing. I could give <laughs> it really you... Isn't. I haven't shot a basketball in a few months, a couple months, at least, maybe a month. I don't fucking know. But I have played the least amount of basketball... I haven't played a full like run, Keenan, since when you came up in June. So like this is the least basketball I've played in my life. I could make oh. ten foul shots in a row right now. Give me a ball right now. I could make ten in a row right now. Like come on now, Ben Simmons should be able to make forty five in a row. Like, yeah. It's embarrassing, but we'll see what he does with Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an interesting NBA season. I was about to just go on a tangent, but you know what? We'll save that for two weeks from now when we do our NBA preview. It seems insane to say that, but the season really is around the corner. Excuse me. I think we even get a preseason yeah, game this weekend. It really does. I think our first preseason action is like Friday. Yeah, no, it, it it is crazy to think that the NBA is right around the corner. But as you we were saying, also, this weekend at some point, Kyle and I will be going on live take as well. Don't know what. Don't know for what. Maybe reviewing and maybe instant reaction of 49ers Cowboys. Maybe something happens in the early window and we think it's crazy. We got to talk about it. Maybe some basketball trade happens. We don't know, but we'll be going between now and the next time you see us on a pod, we will be going on live takes. So definitely check and look out for that. Let's cement it. We'll do that for the Cowboys Niners. That's exactly when we'll be on. That's the perfect weekend review. Yeah. So Niners Cowboys, you'll see us on live take. Again, download the live take app. You can basically have your own mini podcast on there. Debate, put up polls, whatever. You want to debate sports. You want to argue. You want to just get the opinions of the people. Download Live Take Sports. Perfect app for a sports fan. Go download it. Go check me and Keenan out on there. We'll be doing mini podcasts on there for the foreseeable future. So go check out the app. Go check us out. Absolutely. Support your boys. Support the family. Warner Brothers Podcast. Uh Go follow us on Instagram, Warner Brothers Podcast. Follow us on TikTok, Warner Brothers Podcast. Check out our YouTube, Warner Brothers Podcast. Enjoy the rest of the Thursday night game. Enjoy for all the dogs. I did not, unfortunately, get to see what else releases tonight. 
Um, <laughs> let me tell you this. If Drake and Kanye, if Kanye really does drop tonight, I don't suspect it at all. But if we get a Drake-Kanye double drop, you might see us before Monday, for all we know. That's all I'll say. You just might see us again. Who the hell knows? But, hey, we got a big weekend. We might bring live take might have a <laughs> it might. music talk. It talk very, it on, very well like might. It might. We might have to. We might have. Don't to know how we'll strengths. categorize that, you know, since it's all sports categories. But you might just see us on live take talking Drake Kanye reviewing all this. But Keenan, I cannot wait for Monday's pod already. I cannot wait to talk about the album. Cannot wait to talk about Niners Cowboys. Cannot wait to talk about whatever happens to the Patriots game and all the ensuing chaos that comes with the NFL because I can tell you this one thing's for certain something insane and unforeseen will happen on Sunday like something just ridiculous is going to happen on Sunday because that's what happens to the NFL and that's why we love it it's chaotic go yep. Pats we're out of here Warner Brothers Podcast